Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, I think the next thing that we should be talking about is how do you do a good all-out war to kingdoms going against each other that isn't cliche and that isn't long and drawn out? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, first thing you should take into account is that war has a tendency to be very railroadish because you're given basically orders from somebody above and you kind of have to execute those orders. That said, how I would handle the railroadness of it would be to give them an objective, but not a way of solving said objective. So if the objective is, okay, we need you to see what the enemy's positions are, that's it. I don't care if you go and infiltrate the army fully. I don't care if you soar from the sky. I don't care if you pay somebody to figure it out. I don't care however you do it. And then I would also put in a little things where it's not like I just need to know where they're at. Like I need to know where the general's tent is. I need to know if the general actually stays in his or her tent. I need to know if the general has consorts coming to their tent that we could use for other purposes. Like I need, I need to know more information than just, yep, they're on that hill over there and there's like a thousand of them. Or the other thing to add to that is maybe some other bonuses of if you're able to decipher anything on their plans or their next move of attack, things like that. If they're mercenaries, you'll pay a little bit more. If they're soldiers in the war, there might be other benefits that they get for finding more intel than they're supposed to. Right. And so that's one way to make it less railroadish. I mean, because the problem is, you know, if you're taking a higher level character into war, they're going to be deciding what to do because to a certain degree, if you're high enough level, then your characters are probably the most powerful people in the war. And because they're the most powerful people in the war, they're probably running it to a certain degree. But if they're like low level, then they're really railroadish because they're just doing menial jobs mm-hmm. in the fight. If they're medium level, which is probably where I would always take somebody that's in a war. I would never go low level with a war. Um, But if I was going to put my characters into a medium level war, meaning like they're like levels, I don't know, 10 ish, you know, to be fair, um, that obviously changes on your system. But roughly if you're 10 ish level, um, then they have the ability to kind of be given a bunch of objectives to do. And you can kind of think of it like a video game, right? Where it's like, hey, your primary goal is X, but there's these three side goals that you could also do that would help your war effort out. Um, Mm -hmm. And the reason you do it as a soldier is because the next battle will be easier. Like the next thing will be easier that they're trying to do because if they did all the side quests, then they have more information or they might know certain things that will allow them to take out the enemy much faster than not having those things. Yeah. So that's how I deal with the railroadness option of it. There's other things to think about, though. The other problem is that... um, the other problem with war in general is it could get really monotonous pretty quickly if all you're doing is like reconnaissance, fighting, reconnaissance, fighting, 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 reconnaissance, fighting. And so what I'd like to do then is um, I really like to figure out at the beginning, um, have a way for your characters to be able to indirectly or directly stop the war. And by that, I mean, I want to give them some ability that they can start uncovering some sort of clues, some sort of big reveal, some sort of twist or turn as they're going through where they're able to find, oh, wait, this enemy has this, like, uh, weakness or their their generals have these weaknesses. But the thing is, I, I want the way that they can stop them to not be without consequences, let me say. So think about it this way. America stopped Japan in World War II by dropping the atomic bomb on them. 
Now, if you think that there were no consequences to that action, I don't know if you've been living in the planet for the last 50, 60 years, and I don't care how old you are, uh, there have been consequences for that action. Mm-hmm. And a lot. a lot of consequences. And I would do the same thing. Like, um, is there a way to stop the war by obtaining some unspeakable power to unleash on the other side in some genocidal act that then maybe that's the end of your story, but that genocidal act has consequences leading into potentially telling another story in the same world. Um, it could be something as simple as you literally call upon some outside entity, a demon, a god, a god an angel, an entire alien race, depending on what you're playing, to end the war. But of course, they have a price that you need to pay, and that price could be something as steep as 10% of your population every year for the next 100,000 years. Or your entire race goes into uh, like a slave race, but you thought it would be better to live on your knees than die on your feet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's all these things you could do with it with where you can have the there's some sort of exciting dilemma that you put your players into. We can end the war here, but my God, the cost is crazy high. Well, is it worth it or not? Well, to lead up to that, you're going to have to show the cost of war. And so showing the cost of war looks like coming across a village that's been burned out. Seeing the people in your land being decimated and nothing really you can do about it. If you want to have a war that like you're losing and then you have to use this great nastiness to fix it, you could do the other side of it where maybe, um, maybe you start with uh, your players believing the propaganda on their side. But as they start getting more and more into it, they start realizing, wait a minute, our side is actually the aggressor here and has been for generations and we're killing this other side and they're just barely surviving, but they did nothing to us. And then that's the dilemma that you have. So maybe stopping the war looks like you just, your players, if they're high enough level, like at the high levels, they stop fighting the war. And then what happens? Civil war. Mm -hmm. How does that work? So there's a lot of ways you can run a war as opposed to just a simple, oh, we're good, they're evil type of a thing. I like a more nuanced approach because I've yet to ever see a war um, specifically at the end, right? At, at the beginning, every war that you're ever pitched, I mean, I'm old enough now to have been pitched several different wars in the, in America, and every war gets pitched as if the other side is horrendous, evil demons that should be eradicated for, you know, God and country. And at the end of the war, then we're looking into war crimes that we've committed, allegations of, you know, our own stuff that we were accusing them of doing for us to come in and to be honest, like if you're trying to save a populace from something and then you commit the exact same acts against them, what did you save them from? Mm-hmm. You just traded the name of the person perpetuating the act, not anything else. Yep. So my whole thought on this is really think about war in a very nuanced way. Like what's the outcome of the war? What is? What are you trying to tell? And this is actually um, where I would jump in and do a timeline as well, where I would have a timeline of, Here's how the war would play out if my if the characters are not involved. Even at a lower level, again, this is why I like medium level or higher into this, because they actually would impact more than just, you know, oh, the water didn't get brought to the general. Oh, okay, well, who cares? Um, that said, I would like to do a timeline where if they lose this battle because the players aren't there, then this thing happens. And they could mm-hmm. still lose that battle. In fact, I would make it so that it's not like every battle they go to fight, they win. Um, war is one of the few places where you could really and easily take away the um, godhood that some players feel like they can do. Not like by killing them, but just by having them lose a battle. I mean, they can still survive the battle, 
but their entire their entire side got just decimated. You know, they're like yeah. one of a hundred out of like three thousand men that survived. I mean, to tag to tag on that, just because they lost the war doesn't mean that they lost the battle. But if they weren't there, they could have lost the war because the, the costs of life was so egregious on their side. Right, and those have consequences, right? So, um, if you lose three thousand soldiers, that's three thousand soldiers that can't show up to the next battle or the last battle. So if you have an entirely now weak left flank because you have 3,000 guys that got killed in a battle five years ago, how does that work? Or if they survive, you have five years of veteran fighting combat sitting on the left-hand side of your army now, which could act as a vanguard or some sort of at least a defensive measure from that left side getting taken. Mm -hmm. And so, like, what are the consequences of this entire band of people being killed? So anyway... That's some things to think about in running a war, just to give you some varied ideas and options of it so you're not just running one combat after another combat. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.